Well, good morning, everybody. Come on in. Find your seat. Glad you could be with us this morning. Uh, it's a special day today at First Baptist Church. This is our annual Summer's End celebration. And you may think, why are you always so excited when summer comes to an end, right? Uh, well, it's because of everything that God's done over these past few months. And so we set this Sunday aside, the last Sunday of every August. Uh, we reflect on the things that God's done in and through our church. Uh, and so we have a special service planned today. We're going to get to see uh, some of our younger kids. We're going to get to hear about summer camp. We're going to get to hear about the missions trips that our church has been able to be a part of this summer. Um, and so it's something that we look forward to every year. So I'm so thankful that you were able to join us today. So as they make their way out, let me just uh, give you a little more info on what we were doing that week at uh, Kids Bible Camp. Uh, so this was our second year doing it. Last year was our first year. And what we try to do is we try to do an evangelistic uh, VBS, basically. And so we send flyers home with uh, all, the, all the schools in the area, inviting them to come be a part of it. And we put it under the name Good News Kids, which is the same uh, name that we do our, our after-school clubs in. And we call it Good News Kids uh, when, we talk, when we talk to them because uh, we always ask, well, what do you do with good news? You share it, Right. And so we have some good news that we want to share with the kids of our area, the kids of our church. And so that's what we did uh, this summer at Kids Bible Camp. Uh, the theme, as you, could, as you heard in the song, uh, was the armor of God. And so we spent uh, some time doing that. And we had a great turnout this year. Uh, we had 187 kids registered. 175 of them showed up throughout the week. 96 of them were guests. And uh, we're aware of two girls that got saved that week. So we praise the Lord for that. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but you know, that week, it couldn't have happened without the over 100 volunteers that turned out that week. So let me just say, truly, a thank you to our church, to all of you that were a part of that. Um, man, our, our church has always put its money where its mouth is when it comes to youth. And uh, I can't tell you what that means uh, to me, what that means to the families of the church, and certainly what that means uh, to our kids. And so thank you so much for all of you that came and were a part of that. Um, I do want to thank a few individuals who, who really put a lot of work into that week. The first one is Kimmy Millard. Um, she's our Good News Kids director. She worked with Miss um, Bobby Thompson, who is our preschool director. Uh, they worked together and pulled the curriculum together and the plan together. They put a lot of time into uh, what was taught to our elementary kids and our preschool kids uh, throughout the week. Uh, Mr. Rick Selhammer, he was our games coordinator. He put a lot of time, led his team to make sure the kids had fun that week at, uh, at, at Kids Bible Camp. And then we had teams of teachers, we had teams of worship leaders, our high school students, which is cool, you saw uh, the ton of them that were up here this morning, so thank you uh, to our high school students who did that for our kids. Uh, we had a team of people doing games, team of people doing check-in, we had a team of snack ladies who are truly the unsung heroes of VBS. Uh, and then we had our small group leaders, both in preschool and in elementary, and that is such a key part of what we do at Kids Bible Camp. They spend the week uh, building relationships, applying God's word uh, to the kids' lives, and really what takes place in those groups will be the most memorable thing, the most memorable thing for the kids that were a part of it. Sure, they had fun, sure they enjoyed themselves, but when they grow up, and when they look back on this time as kids, they're going to remember those relationships that they've built. And so a special thank you to our small group leaders who invested in our kids um, all week long. 
You know, two of the things that we aim to do in Kids First is to bring kids to Christ and to anchor them in God's Word. And we had a team of people that made sure that happened during the week of Kids Bible Camp. And so again, I want to say thank you to all of you volunteers. Thank you to the church uh, that loves on our kids. Um, truly, I believe that God was glorified and lives were changed uh, in ways that we won't even know uh, until we're in eternity and, and we can look back and see the investment that was made and how that impacted our kids. And so we celebrate what God did at, at, at uh, Kids Bible Camp this summer. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead now, go ahead and stand up. Uh, we're going to move into a time of worship, and this morning we have the worship team that led worship at our student camp, uh, and so they're here with you, so hope you enjoy it. Good morning. My name's Josh Irvin. If you don't know me, and I'm the youth pastor, and I got to sum up camp in like four minutes. Um, so you saw the video there, and as I was reflecting, maybe, Doug, maybe we don't play Steal the Bacon next year. I'm afraid you're going to get hurt. But you did great. Uh, man, no, camp is, a, is, is amazing. And we took 142 kids uh, this year to camp, which is, which is a lot. And we took almost 60 counselors. And let me just say, uh, we are blessed as a church to have 60 people willing to give up their time to come to camp with us and to hang out. Because if you watch the video, like the kids just keep going. And it, it gets tiring. It gets exhausting. And so we have some older counselors that go, and you know what, they go all in. Um, and it's a blessing to be able to just take that many people just to invest in our kids and run around with them and have fun with them, but then just to sit down um, and just talk about their lives and just to, to minister to them. So thank you to all the counselors who did go. But when you go to camp, it is an amazing time. Um, we have a lot of fun. We play a lot of games. But this year, our theme was fearless. And so we thought because this world is crazy and because the world is coming after our teens we thought, man, we need, to, we need to talk about what it looks like to be fearless. And so Justin Trotter came, and he talked about what biblical fear looks like. And he, he put a heavy emphasis on, man, if you're going to follow the Lord, you need to fear the Lord. And we talked about what that looked like. And then he talked a lot about why people don't fear the Lord. And he talked about the, the majority of the time is we're too worried about what's going to happen to us or what people are going to think about us. And so I think that applies actually to all of us. And so we talked a lot about that, and then he, he wrapped up and talked about, man, a lot of people don't fear the Lord because they don't know the Lord. They don't have a personal relationship with the Lord. And so through that, uh, through that in our cabin times, 10 kids got saved. And so praise the Lord for that. Yeah, amen. And, and we were asking all you guys to pray for us because we, we made one kind of large change, and we eliminated all cell phones. And so we didn't know how that was going to go. And it, yes, hey, it was great. Clap for that, too. It, it was great. Um, as the leader, I couldn't because if someone got hurt and nobody did, I kind of have to have my phone. I wish I could have got rid of it. But man, we got rid of our cell phones, and it was, it was amazing. Uh, the kids interacted more. They paid attention more. Uh, they may not realize it, but they were more respectful. It was great. Uh, parents, maybe take away your kid's cell phone for a week. It'll be great. Sorry, kids. Uh, but no, it, it truly was. Uh, more kids were engaged in games and just free time, learning verses, and it was, it was awesome. And so I do, do want to say thank you, everybody who prayed for us. Uh, when we go to camp, obviously, uh, the Lord is working and kids are getting saved, and Satan knows that. And so we value uh, and cherish all you guys' prayers, and thank you. And I do want to say thank you to all you who gave for camp. This year, uh, First Baptist gave over $8,000 to camp. And so that, that's a blessing to me because we never came up here and asked you guys for money. 
Uh, never one time did we come up and say, man, would you guys donate to camp? And so I want to thank you. Joel wants to thank you. Um, just thank you so much because prices for camp went up uh, because everything in our world is going up. And so camp was more expensive. And there was more kids this year, it seemed, that needed help, and that's okay. But you as a church stepped up, and we were able to send a lot of kids to camp because you guys were willing to give. And, man, I... I, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that. Uh, what, what a blessing it is to be at a church who is willing to invest in our kids, kind of like Craig was mentioning. And thank you for that. And so enough of me. Uh, we're going to have one of the counselors come up, and he was the big guy. We, we learned something else. Don't send one of your biggest counselors to charge the ball the first time you play all sports. Because it may pop, and, and this year it did. But th- uh, we're going we're gonna to hear from Austin Cole. Good morning, everybody. Like Josh said, my name's Austin. I want to talk to you all a little bit more about summer camp this year. I have been to the distant foreign mission field of Hillsdale, Michigan for many years, uh, 14 years. We've got people who've gone as many as 18, Nick Roth and some others. But uh, I've gone every year of middle school through high school and then six years as a counselor for a total of 14. And as a student, camp was a huge blessing to me. God uh, helped me grow and learn over those years. And as a counselor, it's been an awesome opportunity to serve and see God's faithfulness uh, for me and my wife, Kristen, over the years. The camp is an amazing place. It's, uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Kids can get away. There's a huge lake there, so much to do. It's a lot of fun. And uh, it really is a special place out there. It's nice to enjoy the scenic campgrounds and also to take part in the competition. It is an adrenaline-filled week. As you saw, the games are pretty intense, too intense for me. It's nice to get out there and feel like a teen for a little bit. And I do mean just a little bit. After the first day of games, I feel truly feeble and ready for tapioca and a nap. So, but uh, it's so much fun to hang out with the students and counselors the whole week of camp. The kids are stoked for all the fun things that happen, everything from the longest fry contest at lunch to the real Batman singing karaoke and Steve-O's Wheel of Revenge in which no people were physically harmed this year. So it's an absolute blast, wildly entertaining to see the creativity and ingenuity of our students and counselors. One thing that is so valuable and that I really appreciate to see at camp, as Josh mentioned, is the disconnect kids get from the world. Uh, all of us, and especially kids, are just piled on by all that's in the world. And First John 2.16 tells us everything that's in the world, you've got the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of the life, and it is not of the Father, it's not of God. It's wearisome, takes a toll on kids, changes how they behave, act, and think, and at camp they can get away from that without their cell phones, without social media, without obscure peer pressure at school. They can actually be a kid for a while. So it's nice to watch them have actual fellowship, watching students relearn how to interact with real people, have fun, and be creative rather than being glued to some sort of screen or social media. And uh, it's, it's so great to see the joy they have in that. Some kids that come to camp, it really is a unique opportunity for them. They come from a pretty tough home life where they feel very alone. But at camp, those kids get to make friends, 
hear the gospel and discuss God's word with peers and counselors that sincerely care about them. A lot of these kids come from stressful and confusing lives, but leave with hope, a relationship with Jesus, and a part in his eternal family, which is something awesome that uh, a lot of them never knew was even possible. So it's good to see kids also that have been faithful at FBC for many years to grow in their walk with Christ and develop tenacity for sharing the gospel. It's nice to see some of them step up as leaders. I'm always impressed each year at some of the upperclassmen and even some of the younger kids who decide they're going to dedicate their life to obeying God's word and encouraging their peers to do so also. And another great thing, speaking of God's word, is seeing the investment of God's word in these kids. It's incredible to see them realize that they can read and understand God's word. So many of us think, you know, this mysterious, some supernatural Rubik's Cube sent to frustrate us. No, God wants you to be able to understand and apply his word. And you can. So the kids get a hold of that, and we get to see through the week as they memorize scripture how they can apply it. So the speakers at camp spend a ton of time preparing the series, and uh, God's faithful to use that. We see, see it every year. When we go back to cabin time to discuss what we, dis- what we uh, heard in the sermon, the material, the students are able to share how God's word can and will impact their lives. So they're also able to use the verses that they've memorized and the preaching that they've heard to have peace and success in this crazy life. It's a mad world out there. I'm humbled that God has allowed me to help with camp and witness these kids receive life, joy, and purpose in Jesus Christ for multiple years. So the week of camp has always been a highlight of my year for most years of my life, and I look forward to seeing how God will continue to use this church and summer camp to reach and strengthen our youth for years to come. Thank you. Well, it is true that Youth camp, the kids, uh, Bible camp, all of that is just a, it's just part of our outreach ministry of this church. And, and the thing that we want to shift to now, we want to talk a little bit about some of the summer mission trips because we did have the opportunity to take some summer mission trips and, and it was pretty exciting that we always get a chance to do that. I don't know about you all, I'm sure that I speak for so many of you. I'm so thankful to be a part of a church that cares about other souls all around the world, not just here, of course around here. But, and not just about hunkering down in our own family, but reaching out and trying to reach people around the whole world. And so many of you participate in that in various ways. This is a very giving church. You're very generous. That allows us to be able to plan and do a lot of the things that we do. We were able to take several, three different mission trips were planned. Actually, only two of them were realized, but a lot of you donated to help a lot of people get to go and do that sort of thing. And every year we come up and we talk about these kind of things, but I hope and pray that each year you hear the unique opportunities and things that go on, like we just heard from Austin, and you'll be hearing again here in just a second. I do want to just kind of remind everybody, you know, I, I think this is actually a really important verse of Scripture. In John chapter 4 and verse 35, this is Jesus when he's at, with the woman in the well and all of that. And at the end of that chapter in verse 35, he says this, Say not ye, are there, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. In other words, you usually are always saying, don't you understand that we know when the harvest is coming? And he, and he turns to his disciples, he says, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already 
to harvest. And I think that that's something the Lord wants us to actually take seriously. I think he wants us all to lift up our eyes and to look on the fields. And so we had the opportunity to be a part of these mission trips. Those people that actually go on the mission trips get to themselves personally lift up their eyes and look on the fields. When we do other events like our missions conference and different highlights, then you get to lift up your eyes and look on the fields as well. But I believe that that's what Jesus really specifically wants us to do. And I'm I'm thankful for those that actually take the time, as has been mentioned, that sacrifice to actually be the ones to go. So the three trips that we planned were two summer camps in Albania. One was just a kid's camp, and one was going to be a teen camp. And those two camps in Albania were centered around basically two local churches that needed our help and planned to use our help. One is in a church in a town called Bathore, and the other one is a church in the city of Duras. And the city of Duras church is planting a new church in in the surrounding area, and it's called Spital. And so basically those three areas, two established churches and one beginning new one, uh, sent a bunch of kids to do a kids' camp. Well, a lot of you probably remember this summer, we had a lot of trouble with the airline industry. And uh, it turned out that our entire team for the kids' camp, were not, after all of the efforts, they just were not able to make it. Uh, it, just, it just turned out they weren't able to make it. So the churches in Albania shifted last minute and they put on the camps anyway. And uh, in just a second, you're going to see a video that was put together for the kids' camp and what God did in that kids' camp. And let me just say that in that kids' camp, many, many, many kids got saved. I don't know the exact number, but there were multiplied tens of kids. There was probably 30 or 40 kids. I don't even know. A lot of kids surrendered their life to Lord Jesus in that kids' camp. And then a couple of weeks later, we had planned a teen camp. And the teen camp team was delayed again with airline problems, but persevered, and almost all of them ultimately made it. A few couldn't make it. But then they made it and were able to participate again with those same churches in Albania. And after the video's over, and Garrett Thompson's going to come up because he got to be on that team, and he's going to give you a little testimony firsthand about that. We also have a Hungary team, and you'll hear about more about that in a second. But let's go ahead and watch that video. Well... To sum up the trip to Albania, um, I'm going to read you this because my thoughts have been everywhere lately, so here we go. From the time we left the church on Friday, July 1st, this trip was full of eagerness and and anticipation. Each one of us held close to our hearts the thoughts and feelings that came out of watching the first Albania team that was supposed to go mid-June but didn't get to go. We remained prayerful, prayerful and hopeful, though, of what God would do. The moments that came next, and there were many, We're tough to understand, but I do believe each one of us was prepared to trust God no matter what happened. Out of the gate, our flight was delayed, uncertainty rose, and planning slash expectations blurred. We did manage to fly a complete round trip from Cleveland to Chicago between 7 p.m. on July 1st and 1 a.m. on July 2nd, which, if you consider the fact that we were taking a missions trip to Albania, you realize how unsuccessful this was from our perspective. I think it necessary to lay that out for you because of what God did next. We worked through Saturday and Sunday to establish a new itinerary, leaving from Chicago on Monday, July 4th, which led us to semi-successfully landing in Albania the evening of July 5th. I say semi-successfully because Josh and Kurt stayed behind in Ohio, and Addie and Courtney left that same evening on a separate flight from Chicago to Akron Canton. Those moments were some of the hardest for me personally on this trip. However, I knew God had a plan, and I also 
know these brothers and sisters well enough to confidently say that they were praying for us, as well as encouraging others to ask God to work in mighty ways through this trip. I feel the need to pause here and mention two things. Number one, while I hear he is not much for recognition, my personal respect for Jeff's in-tuneness to God's will only grew through this trip. Among other things that I saw, Jeff gave the extra push, push we needed to find a way to get at least part of the team to Albania, and to him I say thanks. And number two, if you know us, you know why, but I think the only person who was relieved about the possibility of us staying was my little brother. <laughs> I kid, I kid. So we made it to Albania, and let me honestly say, this trip showed God's will and power. If I could sum up the trip in one word, that word would be unexpected. If I could sum up the trip in one sentence, it would be, God is already prepared in the, in the places the Holy Spirit is leading, and we just need to show up ready and willing for the gospel's sake. I personally did not have set expectations for this trip, and one thing that God did right away was allow me to see enough, circumstan enough circumstantial chaos to know that I was ready to see him calm the storm and deliver. I was ready to embrace whatever he asked, and I was ready to see these kids' lives change forever. Fervency and thankfulness were two words that stuck out to me right away. Honestly, to this day, when I think about this trip, it's hard to feel like I can adequately describe what God did. From day one, which would have been Wednesday, we hit the ground running. From Wednesday to Saturday, we were part of the kids' Bible camps by day, and we had incredible evenings of fellowship as a team following those days. We caught the tail end of the first Bible camp, which primarily involved the church in Spital, Albania. In our, in our absence, the members of that church from Spital stepped up and led that camp. I believe it was 10 people who got saved during this camp, which we praise God for. For us, the second camp was where our main focus and energy was spent. The Bible camp was for kids from the church in Bathora, Albania, as well as those who had been invited from the community. That three days was so good. We worshiped the Lord together. We taught the good news of Jesus Christ to the kids through a series of messages. We played games and had really good small groups. I believe five, five kids got saved during this camp. Honestly, it seems just as important for us, the First Baptist team, to be encouraged and challenged by the faithfulness and fervency of the believers from Bathora and Spital and Duras too, and for us to encourage and challenge them as well. There's also a theme worth mentioning when it comes to the six to eight boys in my small group. When we were getting to know them, several said, my mom and siblings are saved, and my dad doesn't want anything to do with God or church. These boys were between 13 and 15 years old, and this is reality of the main examples in their lives. I know this is the reality for most children in the U.S. as well. This continues to be a challenge to me because it, it's easy to fear man more than, me, more than we fear God. One other truth that was incredibly encouraging was the state of the young people's faith, specifically in the Bathoria Church. I imagine it's the same for Spital and Duras, but I didn't interact with them as much. The late high school age and early college age students from Bathoria are eager to serve the Lord and truly talk, taking steps to shape their lives around spreading the gospel. So Albania is an incredible place with awesome people and beautiful landscape. It has such rich history that, quite frankly, puts the, U the United States to shame. Would I go again? 110%. Would I recommend it to someone who has not been on a mission trip before? Absolutely. Will it challenge your walk with the Lord? 
in more ways than you can imagine. So my encouragement to you all, walk in the Spirit each day, be on mission each day, and when more missions trips are, are announced, be ready to pray about which one God is leading you to go on. Thank you. Like Jeff said, we, we also got the opportunity to take a trip to Hungary this year. Um, and I have like pictures that, that'll be scrolling on the back, and the pictures can kind of tell the story themselves. Um, but we took a team of 17 people, um, and I'm the young adults pastor here, and most of whom we took were young adults. And let me just tell you, we got some pretty solid young adults in this church. Um, but travel was relatively easy for us, at least once we started. We, we ran into all of our travel hiccups before we even took off to the airport. We had to rebook our whole flight, our, our whole itinerary once. I mean, we had a 10-hour layover in London uh, that turned into an 11-hour layover because we had one delay. Um, some of us dealt with that differently than others. Um, <laughs> but all in all, travel was great. We, we, we got to Budapest uh, by flying, and then we drove for two, two and a half hours to get to this small town called uh, Kaposvo. And we, we spent the week there with the kids, and by week, it was really only three days. So it was actually a really short time that we got to be with the kids. Um, but man, they, they appreciated it. You know, we sang worship songs with them. Kale actually led worship. Uh, we had times of teaching. Uh, we had Nick Roth, uh, Landon Thompson, and Zach Tiber each teach a lesson to these kids. And then everyone on the team participated in small group discussion. Um, and it was, it was just a great time because these kids are growing up in a very small village where the only religious type of influence they have is from the Catholic Church. And so we spent the week trying to help them understand the difference between the religion that they grew up with and the relationship with God that Jesus makes possible for us. And so you just see pictures of us being in small groups with these kids and talking to them, and, and we, we worked with translators, obviously, because some of the kids spoke English. They certainly spoke English better than we spoke Hungarian. Um, but... But that's, that's how we spent the bulk of the time with them. We also played games with them. Uh, Landon Thompson and Cody Meese stepped up with games because none of us had ever been to this facility before, so we really didn't have any idea what we were getting into. So some of the games were kind of planned on the fly, uh, but, but the kids loved it. The team did great. The team all stepped up and made sure that these games happened. Um, Ty recorded a video on a small camera. Um, again, we had fun this week. It was, a, it was a great week. It was really tough soil for us to work through. Uh, we only know of one kid who actually got saved, but at the end of the week, the school that we worked with was very appreciative of, of our time there and our investment in the kids, even if they, they weren't totally on board with preaching the gospel and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> some of us culturally appropriated a little bit, um, but all things to all men, right? And all things to, to all people. Um, aside from the camp itself, we got to spend time together. Um, Doing, doing things like this. Again, the pictures speak for themselves. Um, but again, it was a great team. The, the school appreciated the work we did there, and, and that created a connection for Kale for him to continue working with the school and in this town into the future. Um, and I wish I could tell you that this was a Hungarian cultural thing that, that Ty and Landon are participating in, but, but I can't really say that. Um, like I said, we all had fun, but some of us had more fun than others. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, again, it's just about having fun with the kids and making sure that their experience with us and with what we were presenting them when we shared the gospel with them was, was a positive experience. And so, man, thank goodness for young adults who are willing to, 
to do whatever it takes um, to, <laughs> to make stuff like this happen. Um, and, and, and now you're going to get to hear from one of the, the team members who, who came with me. Um, Jake, are you around? Oh, cool. All right, come on up, man. This was Jake's first missions trip ever, and he had a cool experience. And so now I'm filling time for him to get up here. <laughs> but what he has to say is more interesting than what I'm saying now. So thanks, Jake. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, like Corey said, uh, just going to share a little bit about what God has done in my life through this trip. Um, so most of you guys probably know about the story of Moses when uh, God calls him out of exile to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. Moses responds in Exodus 3.11. It says, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? So I've had the opportunity you know, we've thought about going on mission trips in the past, my wife and I, and, um, you know, Moses in this story has a lot of reasons or excuses of why he can't do what God's called him to do. And um, I, I see myself in that in the past where um, I've always had a reason why I can't go, where I don't want to take money out of savings or I just started this new job. Um, you know, the first thing I thought when we considered me going on this trip was, how am I going to leave my wife at home with a two-year-old by herself? Uh, and, uh, you know, it always ended up like, you know, we'll just support from the sidelines, which, uh, you know, obviously we couldn't go on trips without people doing that. But um, I think in my life personally, God was trying to change my heart uh, a little bit. Um, I don't know that I was really surrendered fully to missions in the sense that if God were to one day call me onto the mission field, I don't know that I'd be able to leave my comfortable life here um, and answer the call. Uh, so back to the story with Moses. Eventually, he, uh, you know, he has, he keeps saying that he is not eloquent. He can't speak, um, and so God just decides to use Aaron to speak for Moses instead. Um, and I, I just realized God's work's going to get done, um, whether I'm involved or not, and it's up to me to. Uh, decide if I want to let him work through me or if I just want to do my own thing. Um, so I took a couple weeks and prayed about it. And, um, you know, as I was praying and, and reading my Bible and everything, it it just felt like God was calling me to go on this trip. Um, and uh, it wasn't very long after I committed to going that God showed me this was the right call and gave me comfort in the things I was worried about. Um, so I mentioned I, I was worried about leaving Morgan at home, you know, with our daughter and just leaving my family. I hadn't really spent a lot of time away from them. Um, and so before we left, there were probably about five people that came up to Morgan and said, hey, anything you guys, anything you guys need, just let me know. You know, we'll help out. And before we even left New Philly, it gave me peace that um, the church body is going to take care of my family. Everything's going to be all right. And it allowed me to have complete focus on what God was going to do on this trip. And um, to just focus on, um, yeah, what, what we're going to do here. And uh, we were going to need that because, like Corey mentioned, we only had three days with these kids. So, you know, I put more prayer and intentionality into these three days than any other three days of my entire life, probably. And the fruit of that was evident. Um, you know, I felt like God 
was working in every conversation I had with these kids. Um, we planted a lot of seeds. Uh, you know, one kid got saved even. And um, it made me realize uh, just a whole new level of, of prayer and intentionality in life. Um, and just always thinking about what God's doing in my life, um, not getting distracted by the cares of this world. And, uh, you know, also seeing Kale and Brooke in the same stage of life that I'm in with a young kid, um, answering the call to go and, and do God's work it was really encouraging. And I knew in my head that it could work and that God was powerful enough to, to do that. But seeing it firsthand was, was really awesome and helped me out a lot. And, you know, after this trip, I, I just decided to myself and, and to God, like, whatever he has for my life, whether that's to never go on another mission trip again or to go full-time one day, um, I'm all in for it. So I just want to thank uh, the whole church body for supporting us on this trip. You know, we couldn't go without you supporting my family. Um, I couldn't have been there without you all. Um, this whole thing has just given me a trust in the Lord that I never knew I had before. Thanks. Well, it's been a good morning so far, hasn't it? Yeah, praise the Lord. This is always, um, this is always you know, one of my uh, favorite days, and, and it's a day that excites me. Um, as a pastor, and, and, I, and I, I just want to take a second and, and try to put a, a little bit of a bow on, on everything we've seen, everything we've heard this morning, and, and, and let you know why a day like today excites me so much, and seeing what we've seen in those videos, hearing those testimonies. And the, and the reason why it's so exciting is because it represents life. Everything we've heard, everything we've seen represents the life of this church, the life that we have through the Lord in our kids' ministry, in our youth ministry, in our focus worldwide uh, in missions, being willing to, to take the gospel to the uttermost. And that's what we have to always keep in the forefront of our minds because that's what we always have to be about, whether it is going across the street or going to Hungary or going to wherever it might be, we always have to be about the life of Christ. That's the mission that God's given us, to take his life and share it wherever we go. And that is exciting when you get to see that in action and that in motion. You see, here's, here's what I, I never I never want us to become. I never want us to become a church that just holds services. We can't be that. We can't be a church that gets everything built up towards Sunday and focuses all their attention on Sunday and then we walk out of here after this great, big, cool performance and show on Sunday and not think about anything of the Lord until next Sunday. We can never be that. We can't just hold services. And as important as Sunday is, it is. We've, we've talked about that even through our study of the book of Nehemiah. As important as Sundays are, if that defines our Christianity, if what happens inside the context of this room defines your Christianity, well, I want to challenge you uh, to think about that a little bit differently this morning.
Because I think as a church, if this defines what happens in this room, defines our Christianity, then we've woefully failed. And I want so much more for this church, and I want so much more for you personally. I want your Christian life, I want your spiritual life to be about sharing the life of Christ every day of your life. Every place you go, just living the life that we have in Christ. Just like what, what, when, when we take time out and our kids get to experience what they experience in our Good News Club, and when our youth get to experience what they experience in that week in camp, and when our missions teams get to experience what they experience in a week, 10 days, two weeks, in a foreign culture, in a foreign country, Right? Those are very unique experiences that are hard to, to, to put in a capsule and then recreate when you get back here. But here's the one thing we can all recreate is living the life of Christ every day. When we're in those situations and we're in a missions trip or we're at a camp, we're really focused on the things of the Lord. But listen, we can always be focused on the things of the Lord. It doesn't just have to be in those moments. It can be for all of us. So the question I have for you this morning is, is seeing what you've seen and hearing what you've heard and the life of Christ that, that we've all experienced together this morning, I want to ask you, are you alive with us? Are you alive with us? And, and this is about where you place your focus and where you place your priority. I want to show that to you in Scripture. Romans 8 verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. There's a, there's a great coral, there's a great you know, uh, 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 flip side to that. To be carnally minded is death. And how easy for us is it just in the, our everyday life, even well-intentioned, to be carnally minded? And, and, and carnal just means flesh. It just means the things of this world. And, and where our focus and our priorities land on the things of this world and the things that our flesh desired. That is death. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded, that's life. That's where real life exists. That's where real living exists. Being able to be a part of something so much bigger than yourself and be a part of something that God is doing together, not only individually in your life. And how awesome is that? That God wants to have a personal relationship with us and he wants to work individually in our life. But listen, he wants to do more than that. He wants to take us as a family, as a body of Christ, collectively and work through us together. And we have that opportunity as we jump in, as we join in on the mission, as we get excited about what God's doing here, and as we take part. And that's what I want for this church. That's what I want your life to be. I want your life to be full of life and full of peace. But it never will be if you, if you just stay distracted by the carnality that this life presents Ultimately, you will lose your peace. If you, I just want to tell you, if you're living that life now and you think it's a good life, the Bible says that the end is death. The only place you find peace is in a spiritual mindedness, a focus on what's really important. 
And like I said, you may think, well, man, I don't experience that. I don't know. My, I kind of like my life. Well, eventually you won't. And it may not be today and it may not be tomorrow, but it will come. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You see, you just can't have it both ways. So use today and use all that you've heard today to examine yourself and to ask yourself if you are with us in the mission. Because it's not just about what we do in the summer. We use today as an opportunity to, to, to look back on everything that God did in the summer because we have some special things that go on in the summer months and some, some special and unique experiences. But, but we want to live the life of Christ throughout all of the year. And we have things going on throughout all of the year. You heard some of them this morning when Craig was, was running through the announcements. And so examine yourself today to see if you're with us in the mission. And if not, I want you to know that you're going to hear exactly how you can be over the next three Sundays. The next three Sundays, I'm, I'm going to take three weeks and talk about our mission, our vision as a church. And it's not going to be necessarily new things, but I, I want you to hear my heart on them, and I want you to hear our focus as a church. And we're going to talk about how we need to be focused in evangelism, focused in edification, and focused in equipping. And we're going to show you how we do all of those and how you can do them with us. So if you haven't been a part, I certainly encourage you to be here these next three Sundays and, and, and just do it with an open mind, asking God, where do I fit? Because there's a spot for you. There's a spot for every member to minister God's word to the life of somebody else. That is what this life is to be about. That's why God has us here. So come these next few weeks expecting God to speak to you uh, uh, exactly your role and, and your spot. Well, the day certainly uh, isn't over. We're going we're gonna to close out this service with one more song of worship like we always do. I'm going to pray right before we do that. And the, the praise team will be making their way back up here. So we need, to, we need to give in this last song, man, let's worship the Lord and give him the glory that is due his name for all that he did in and through us this summer. Let's, let's um, um, just thank him for the, the many testimonies of salvation we heard, just the many changed lives that we know, uh, even if we don't know today, we'll know one day um, all that God did. And then um, we'll look forward to hanging out together. When the, when the praise team is finished, Todd will pop up here and give some instructions for, for where we go from here with, with the rest of the day and pray for, uh, for our lunch together and that sort of thing. But let me pray now. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much um, for your word. We thank you for, for the life that we have in you. Lord, we, we're so thankful for all that we were able to experience together this summer, we're, what we were able to see this morning. Those of us that weren't at camp and weren't on those missions trips, we got to uh, have a small part and just to experience what they experienced in those times. And so, Lord, we're thankful for that. We're thankful for all that you did. And in everything that we talked about this morning, and, and in spite of travel issues with missions trips and, and everything that was going on, Lord, um, you were still glorified, and we're so thankful for that. I pray that you continue to use those things in the lives of our kids and our youth and, and those in Albania and those in Hungary. And, Lord, you continue to, to work in their hearts even today for what, they, what happened in, in, in those weeks uh, that we were apart. And so, Lord, and I pray that you continue 
to mold us individually and collectively into the church that you would have us to be uh, focused where we need to be focused, spiritually minded in all that we do, um, to experience your life and your peace and then, and then share that with others we come in contact with. But we love you. We're so thankful again for all that you have done and all that you continue to do in and through us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.